What's up, folks? Episode 35. It was a quick BS session on the live feed from the Verbo Project subscribers group. And we talked about, you know, the advanced Verbo seminar. We talked about a few people like Birdie, Frederick, and Demer, and, and their top reasons why you suffer or someone shooting Verbo suffers from target panic. Um, and, you know, a few other um performance related discussions um um and stuff like that so it's it's a a laid back bs session slash purposeful you know trying to throw some educational material in there so hope you guys enjoy this episode thank you so much to all of our sponsors Uh, make sure you check them out links and don't forget our patreon page is available exclusive content exclusive coaching all kinds of stuff Check us out. Thank you. What is happening, Verbo Project? What is happening? Oh, I did it again. <laughs> What's up, people? It's a, a late night. I'm having some, Demer hates this stuff, some coffee boilo. It's late for that, but, you know, it's all good. My dog's behind me making a ruckus. Hi, Chloe. We can go lay down. Um. Just figured I'd pop on and chat, um, say hello. It's been a while. Yeah, Matt Durker. It has been. It stinks. I wish you would have been around, dude. It would have been a. It would have been nice to hang out with you. Um, and um, talk about a few things. Um, you know, like I said. I wanted to uh, pop on because it's been a while since I've done a live feed. Things have been just so crazy. So this is going to be a uh, an impromptu um, podcast recording um, for you guys. And I'll, there's a couple things I want to share. One, um, if you haven't seen it, um, Demer and I are doing an advanced bare bow seminar the weekend before the Lancaster Archery Classic. So hopefully you guys are interested. Um, Spots are are already filling up. Um, Don't wait. Come down. Check that out. Um, I think you will be happy you did. (laughs) Um, I'm excited to do it. And, And honestly, I'm excited to also kind of get John in the mix um with doing that it was we originally were going to do one so long ago uh, and then COVID came and ruined things and I've done two by myself since then and I'm going to talk about that a little bit right now because I'm seeing a very common theme um at each seminar and and if you haven't followed some of the posts about the seminars um the the feedback has been phenomenal and I just want to thank um high desert archery and obviously first flight archery for hosting um and kind of helping us get this get this underway um because 
you can see immediate improvements with the drills that we go over the discussion and how I lay out what I'm what I call the building blocks of the mental game um have a really cool graphic and you guys may have seen that float around the Barabow project group um but you know it's it's a lot of eye-opening moments um and I just you know like I said I, I don't think there's there's a lot of people who who want to talk mental game there's a lot of people who think well you know there's form coaches and there's mental coaches and in my opinion and from my experience it's all connected all of it just like in your shot process and your form it's connected to your target panic um there's a lot that goes into it i've learned a lot talking to plethora of shooters and coaches and Lanny Bassum and all these other people, Dick Tone, Jay Barr, um, you know, spending time with Rob Koffel and Casey Koffel and, and, and obviously, and Demmer and Grayson and Dillinger and all these people and, and trying to, you know, kind of draw conclusions and things that make sense. Um, and, look at well what are the masses what are the people who are being successful doing and hey matt yaka um hey demetrius and then what are the people who are maybe still struggling a little bit what are they doing you know and, and compare and contrast um so you know and i'll tell you i think my biggest my biggest take back from doing two seminars now is one we're doing too much just shooting arrows and not enough drills. Two, the explosion, the big follow-throughs, big bow hands, big bow arms. Um, we don't even realize how the target panic is affecting us. Um, and we don't know how to curtail it and change the shot to allow the subconscious mind to um truly be a part of it um so but you know it's it's something that you you have to be willing to make changes you have to be willing to um really evaluate yourself in an honest way and say listen if what you're doing is working then run with it if it's not working if you're not getting to where you want to be then you need to be willing to make changes period that's what it is so but hey i, I wanted to also share with you guys um this is probably going to be quick unless there's a lot of activity in the the chat the live chat um i talked to some of our barebow we'll call them barebow pros um for lack of a better term I, I, no taught some of the bigger names in barebow i'm talking john dillinger i'm talking Dammer, I'm talking Eric Johnson, Frederick Lundermark, Birdie, those people. Um, and had some conversations with them. And I said, so, all right, guys, so I want you to give me your top three things, not in any particular order, top three things that are causing you to struggle with target panic. Um, and I'm going to give it to you straight how they said it. I'm not going to you know, put it in 
the Frankism. Uh, I'm just going to give it to you straight how they said it, um, you know, especially with the carryover from um, native language to English it might be a little bit blurred, but I don't have to ad lib some of that. But so the first one I'm going to talk, talk about is Frederick Lundemark. Um, and, you know, Frederick's a shooter. We all know Frederick's a shooter. Um, does shoot some some amazing scores and is one of the top shooters in the world. Um, and um, Frederick's comment is basically this. I don't really know how I feel about this thing called target panic because I, I never had it. But if I shall guess, I assume that for one reason, it's a performance anxiety that others not having a shot sequence um, that is well set. And third, um, I take that back one is performance anxiety and then the next thing is have not having a really solid shot sequence um and then a third reason would be um having a conscious release <laughs> ironic um uh, it it might sound strange but that thing with the release but i have an unconscious release which is kind of what we've sort of been preaching all along um, I aim the yellow. It just stays there until my shot goes off and I'm not aware of the release. Um, I believe that that's what saves me, Frederick, talking about himself from target panic. It's kind of like my brain's back tension. Um, the brain is holding the shot. It just stays there until the subconscious takes over. Um, it's kind of what Frederick's saying there. Um, <clears throat> when it go, let me know what your thoughts are on that stuff, people. Um, that's some good stuff and it's coming from one of the best and it's coming from somebody, um, who, you know, you guys, um, don't necessarily hear from, I'm, I'm, I'm giving shout outs to the guys who are always helping people and, and sharing posts outside of the U S right now. So, um, Birdie, uh, Ferruccio, I'm not sure if I'm saying Birdie's last name correctly, but I asked him the same thing. He was uh, a little bit more specific, um, but Birdie said, and if you if you didn't watch like the Indoor World Series and some of Birdie's, if you go to Birdie's YouTube page, he's a shooter. There's no question. Um, the guy's been doing it a long time and he stays up to high level. And uh, But real quick, he gave me three. Again, no specific order. Um, anxiety. So there you go with that performance anxiety. Uh, number two, low self-esteem. I think that's really just, you know, a lack of confidence. I think it goes in with um, using, not using positive self-talk, um, letting negative affirmations take over you while you're shooting, stuff like that. Um, then a little awareness. And I think, I think the I can't, I don't want to put words into Birdie's mouth and, and maybe when Birdie listens to this, um, you know, he can reflect on it or like when I post it to the group, the recording side, but um, little awareness, I am sure is sort of a reference to your shot sequence. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where one of the things I have found now after doing the two seminars is that people that bare bow shooters that have gone without specific bare bow coaching have very little awareness 
using birdie's words of what they're actually doing in their shot and moreover they don't know what they're doing and how it's affecting the results of their shot that's what i'm finding um and and part of that is because they lack a lot of control they lack the ability to hold um and they're not training they don't have the awareness to hold because they're not training it they're not implementing the hold um but you know so that so that comes from birdie and then i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh i have to i have to scroll back quite a few messages but i'm gonna go with our boy mr john dammer um i gotta scroll back quite a ways actually (laughs) um let's see here yep don't want to talk about that don't want to talk about that (laughs) Uh, basketball talk basketball talk here we go all right so mr demmer uh and and i wish he was on here i was just busting on i was like hey dude you want to hop on with me quick i'm going on a live feed he's like i'm falling asleep but i bet he's watching this nonsense right now um so and John's response was very similar, a lack of confidence to perform, um, internal expectations, you know, and we've talked about that. We see a lot of people that post scores on Instagram and Facebook, and then all of a sudden you're building up this persona that you're, you know, you're a, a 280 shooter, a 270 shooter all the time. And, and then you get to a tournament and, you know, one arrow ruins that. And all of a sudden that expectation that you're going to perform the same way you do in your quiet range, your backyard, your local club or whatever becomes the thing that's actually going to ruin your competition score. And, and, and if you guys remember, I did a vlog about this, that I, it was a vlog or a coffee talk, whatever. And I said, I called it expectation the score killer go watch that um and then and then john also said poor form you know poor form is what in my opinion one of the things that leads to what i call negative tension i talk about that a lot in seminar and i truly truly believe hold on a second gotta take some of that boiler um, I truly, truly believe that negative tension is the thing that we, when we get amped up, um, we create negative tension. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to tell all of you right now, and I've referenced this video many times, and the irony is it's an Olympic recurve shooter. Go watch the Shoot Like Me video. Um, with Brady Allison and listen to the words that he says. Now, let you all know, I do not advocate to shoot bow with an Olympic recurve set up as far as form. However, I think the alignment is, is, is super crucial, but Brady's discussion on expansion and Brady's discussion on, hold on one second. Um, 
sort of the way he just approaches the shot, I think is a really, really solid information. Um, you know, forget the pulling, you know, forget pulling through a clicker and stuff like that. He actually talks about how he doesn't pull, he holds. Um, but it's, I think it's super, super important to remember that. So, you know, and just a few things that I wanted to talk about, like I said, I wasn't planning on being on real, real long. Um, I wanted to, um, hop on and, and just kind of say hi to, hey to everyone and, um, talk about some of the upcoming stuff. We have a podcast planned also. So, you know, uh, with me and Demer and hopefully Santo, if Santo is, uh, can get some free time quick. Um, just to, uh, kind of a torment update with the, everything that's opening up, everything that can be shot, um, locations, stuff like that. Try to put a podcast out that gives everyone, um, a, a, a single place to go for 2022 to, to learn about or talk about or figure out which tournaments they want to go to. So we go back into the chat here. Um, Matt Yaka. So our U S open champion says too much aiming gives me TP. I had to stop aiming. Uh, anyone who has taken the seminar, either one of the seminars or has been coached by me has heard me say that. Um, take it from the guy who, who, uh, won the U S open and shot phenomenal. Um, hundred percent, dude, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Enjoy the aim, but at the same time, forget about the damn aim. Put the tip of the arrow over there, concentrate on the hold, the field of shot. Let that pressure build till the subconscious takes over. Boom, done. And it's the same. And, and Matt, you can you can you can comment on this. And well, so can John. John's a, a buck killer too, but an animal killer. It's the same. It's the same when you're hunting. It's the same when you're hunting. Um, John Carlson commenting on the live feed for those of you who end up listening to the audio version of this. Um, my first tournament, every other tourney, you know, exist. You are there, but yeah. Good, good stuff. Uh, Mike Colson. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Looks like he just got back from the mountains. I guess he was out hunting. Um, yeah, you're right, John. It's, it's definitely, um, as I told the class this weekend out at first flight, I said, I said, I wish that I could develop something that keeps your mental thoughts within that two foot wide by whatever, you know, a three foot box that's clear that you can see what's going on around you but your your thoughts and your focus has to stay right in that one spot and just focus on that present moment um you know just to use as like a, a, an analogy of where your brain needs to be um i talked about during during freaking nationals last year um you know like three arrows kept me out of podium uh contention and two of those three arrows were and all of you that shot nationals um can can, can will remember this uh fire trucks responded to the um freaking it's just me being absent-minded and, and weak in that moment 
responded to a call there at the uh, at the, the grounds in um, uh, Richmond. Anybody knows me? Well, here it is. Uh, I'm a fireman, and if I see fire trucks, man, I am. My attention goes out the window, and that's exactly what happened. Both the truck coming in and the truck coming out. I threw arrows on both of them. Um, I even did it this weekend. It's funny because I was talking about it and one went by first flight and I'm like stopped complete squirrel moment. And I'm looking out the window and the whole class was like, eh, you just talked about that. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a thing. It's, it sucks, but it doesn't, you know, it's, I'll take, I'll take those experiences I've had um, fighting, fighting fighting structure fires and car accidents and whatnot all anytime so but no aim on a doe at 174 yards drop there no process just nothing about it uh mike you're telling me you shot a doe at 174 yards i'm assuming with a gun crossbow maybe so so you know what roy i don't think you need to worry about that because winker already made a note and i think he downloaded some siren sounds to his phone so he's already planning ahead he told me um not that it's that hard to you know keep me distracted but when i learned this so matt yaka says when i learned this you trad the visual told me to release i had to unlearn that that was correct now i aim and forget it then focus on my arm tension and release Person want my release to look good, make it look good. That's good, and that's probably your your mantra or whatever. Make it look good, make it look good. Um, I kind of did that my first year, uh, but it wasn't until um, I realized that holding in the middle is a lot easier when you're not exploding out of the shot. Um, if that makes sense, and I dialed back that movement. Um, and actually, you. I think you and I talked about that some time ago uh, in our chat back and forth, Matt, um, in the early, early stages with the, uh, the coaching stuff, you know, like make that, make that release repeatable, make it look exactly how you want it. But yeah. And your release looks good, dude, but you could, you can still see you have that uh, Olympic recurve. Um, um, what you call it resemblance a little bit um and sometimes that can be detrimental sometimes not you know depends on how many arrows you want to shoot you want to shoot a crap ton of arrows and you have the time to shoot that crap ton of arrows you can make any form work you know what i'm saying you are dialing back yeah all right good no not good right what am i saying no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah dude all right absolutely 100 percent hundred percent it keeps you calm i'll tell you that right now it, it helps keep you calm so demer demer and grayson definitely know what the hell they're talking about uh for sure shoot ambidextrous and you you might impress me you know john you should you should ask marcel about me shooting ambidextrous that's all i gotta say about that because i did it this weekend with his bow and she did pretty damn good i think i shot only like not even maybe a dozen arrows um i was i was in the blue pretty continuously once i got used to it and figured out what i needed to do but i think i'm gonna start doing that john 
actually looking for or trying to find a left-handed riser. I don't know if I'm going to go out and buy one. I may. Um, and play around with it a little bit. So, but you guys get any other questions um, before I bounce off of here? It's kind of like a late night coffee talk, but you know, it's coffee boiler instead. How many of you guys are going to Lancaster? Going to go to the classic? Hey James, good to see you, dude. You, I'm so I'm so jealous of the of your hair. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> uh, coffee boilo, Maddie. I can't tell you what it is. It's a secret. It's a secret recipe. But it's good stuff. It's made with good stuff. That's all I can tell you. Um, when you when everybody comes for the classic, um, yeah, don't be. Um, I will, I will bring uh, coffee boiler with me. Um, yeah, you should donate it, James. Um, James is talking about his hair. I said it was jealous of his hair. It looks like a shampoo bottle. And uh, he says he's going to cut it off. But yeah, I'm going to bring some with me for the classic. Um, so if we can all hang out or whatever, um, I'll, uh, I'll share. But I'm not giving out the uh the recipe uh i will yeah i'll probably I, I hope to go to vegas that's my plan at this moment um i have to go to the ata show um to teach the barebell master class um and i want to do i'm not going to do all the usats um but i want to do as many as i can so uh or at least the minimum um because i probably but i I still don't know if I'll do field nationals. We'll see. We'll see. I am off all summer long with my job. So um, I have, I have the the perks of that, but it, I really like to try to do some more um, to do a, an advanced barebell seminar in the spring before the um, outdoor season kicks off or maybe early in the outdoor season with Demmer uh, as well to really try to help people with the 50 meter tuning process um, and stuff like that. Especially now that with my new training center, um, you can shoot 50 meters indoors. So then we have that option um, in case we get horrible weather, we're guaranteed to be able to shoot 50 meters. So um, I'm looking forward to, to possibly or, or possibly doing that in the spring if we can. Um, I'm excited about the the seminar in January with John because it's it's going to be good to for people to be able to to work with him and and hear it come right from him both the shooting the shot process the mental side and especially the tuning side because I mean I've learned a lot from the tuning side um, from from these guys but like it's 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 definitely better coming from the source. Um, and I learned that shooting when we went up to shoot field with him, um, it just his understanding of the sport of bare bow is just um, uh, definitely a 
a golden nugget in the sport and the fact that he's willing to share it as much as he has is uh, is a blessing for all of us so uh let's see here jack says the confidence piece feels really important i was shooting great for the first two thirds of the shoot and then had a couple of bad ends and the remainder of the shoot was an epic battle with tp to which i lost all right so I'm going to, if you don't mind, Jack, I'm going to break that down a little bit. So one of the things that um, my shooters, myself, anybody that I've worked with, I try to explain to them, like, you're allowed to be selfish when it comes to archery. And what I mean by that is you're allowed to think about you and what you have to do every single step of the way. So when you, like you said, you know, two thirds of the shoot was going good. You had some bad ends and then everything derailed after that. So you stopped being selfish. You stopped thinking about, well, what do I need to do to be successful moving forward? And you were worrying or thinking about or going back in time, which is just as detrimental as going forward in time with your thoughts. So you were thinking about those bad ends and you were, instead of implementing the plan or the process that fixes or keeps you under control, you kept going back in time. You were thinking about, oh, I had these bad ends. Oh, I'm so pissed about these ends. Oh, how am I going to recover from these ends? So you're not only are you going back in time instead of being in the present moment, present process thinking, term, not my term, coined by Larry Wise. Um you you didn't um, stay in that present process, but then you added or you compiled it or, or, or compacted it, I guess, with negative affirmations. So, you know, in order to move on from that, you need to stay in the positive mind. You can't, you, this sounds sort of arrogant or whatever, but like you literally need to not give a shit. I don't know how else to tell you. You shoot a bad arrow. You can't, you cannot let it ruin your day. Ask Robert Hickerson about it. Uh, and I talked about that match this weekend. And Robert, you are, I consider you a friend. You are a worthy adversary. You're a good dude. Um, I missed the bail in the shoot-offs with Robert. Had I gone into that negative mindset, I never would have ended up where I was. You know what I mean? And, 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 you, and everybody needs to, needs to realize like nobody cares. And, and, and Grayson has said this to me in the past. Nobody cares how you shoot. Nobody cares what you look like. Nobody cares where you finish except for you. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I want you guys to, I, realize that like and, and and if and if you know as those of us who are out trying to promote verbo in totality and trying to build up the sport and provide opportunities for us you know we're there because we you know we don't care how you shoot we do care how you shoot we want to help you um but you know don't let the negative thoughts take over your brain you care what I look like. I care what you look like, says James. All right, thanks, James. All right, I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. 
went on a little bit of a rant there. I apologize, but Jack, I hope I hope that you know helps maybe cl clear up that picture for you a little bit. John Lewis says he had a nightmare shooting session on Sunday. Everything feels wrong. <clears throat> Is it better to stop and try or shoot through it? John, I think you have enough experience to be able to know, you know, if you're shooting, if you're shooting like shit and it's a training session, um, if you're trying to score, first of all, listen, if you're still a shooter that's developing and or you're not where you want to be, you can't just shoot for score all the time and expect to get better. You will slowly. Um, you should, what I would do in that situation, John, if I'm shooting like complete garbage, I'm not happy with how I'm shooting and I'm in a negative mindset, I would stop shooting for score and I would go to some kind of drill. Um, I did this drill with the, I did the best drill. If you guys don't know what the best drill is, go to the YouTube page, click on it watch it get the explanation if you have questions about it message me this information is free for everyone um it, it go i would be doing a, one of those drills um or a multitude of drills um because i think that you can kind of punish yourself a little bit um which i do that to myself like if i'm shooting um and like if i have one that's a little too quick you know i'm you you bet your ass i'm doing a draw hold on the next arrow um i teach maggie to do the same any other shooter and, and i'm not gonna lie like my compound and olympic recurve shooters do all the same drills if 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 you think that the things that i've learned in barebow don't have a carryover to the other disciplines and that these drills don't apply Man, coaches are missing out. Coaches who don't coach barebow or aren't learning barebow are missing out. But anyways, that's another uh, that's another discussion. You're welcome, Jack. Thank you. Um, yeah, Demetrius, you're learning. As long as you have chi, draw down, start over. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's definitely a skill, um, John Carlson. It's a skill of knowing when to let down and when to fight through it um sometimes though you can't fight through it so or i'm sorry sometimes you can't let down um you know and that comes into clock management um you know during the seminar you do a baseline score and then you do a score at the end look at your improvements or you know did you say the same but it was an easier to achieve uh, to achieve that same level of performance uh, with less anxiety you know in my opinion if you're able to shoot, like right now, I'll give you a prime example. Two years ago, um, and I kind of almost wash, like I kind of look at last year's indoor season as a wash because it was a complete shit show for me personally. Um, and that was during my 100% NTS commitment phase and you know, one of the biggest regrets of my life, but that's another topic because of the Olympic recurve stuff. It's not an NTS issue. It's, it's an Olympic recurve thing. Um, I, I, I got to say that, um, <clears throat> what the hell is I going to say? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, clock management. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, James. I'm glad you said that. Um, we, we had a, we did our baseline score and one of the shooters came down to like eight seconds and, and left down. 
was a young shooter. I won't mention names um, because he was a young shooter. Um, but I was I was counting the clock down for him. And I said, dude, five, four, three, completely like not really paying attention. And I said, and he, you know, he was still at full draw. And I said, don't shoot it. I said, don't shoot it because you go to a tournament, you shoot that. Judges are going to be pissed. Uh, you're going to get a talking to. I was like, I said, I, I said it to him, I was like, you have to manage your clock, especially now that it, the clock is changing to 30 seconds, 90 seconds total. <clears throat> you have what? Well, no, rhythm and timing isn't a clock management thing, Mike Colson. Clock management is how long it takes you to shoot an arrow how long you're resting in between and knowing how much time you have to be able to do a three second draw hold, to be able to let down. Can you let down? Having the confidence to fight through an arrow at the end when there's 15 seconds left on the clock, 10 seconds left on the clock, knowing how to fight through it, put it in the middle, hold it there. That's clock management. Rhythm and timing is what's happening from the moment that you start from the set position till you finish the follow through in the feedback position, that's rhythm and timing. Um, how long is too long for from anchor to transfer? Uh, James, I, I'm not going to answer that question because I will never cookie cutter anyone into the same form shot sequence, or again, rhythm and timing. It's going to be different for everyone. I will say that if you look at some of the most consistent and calm shooters, they are staying in their anchor. They are clearly transferring to hold. Um, and it's, and there's no rush to get out of that hold. I hope that makes sense. <clears throat> and you have to learn to get comfortable in the hold, letting the aim happen. And to take words from Demer's mouth, enjoy the aim. Maybe, maybe reword it a little bit and call it enjoy the hold because the aim happens during that time. So um, I, I will, you have to shoot me a message or remind me, I'll, I'll time my, um, I'll just time what I do just for a reference. Um, I am by far not, the um i i would say one of the top shooters uh, there's a lot of other guys that that shoot um better than i do um but you know i can hold my own so just just for reference just to give put a number to it i don't know if i ever have to be honest with you um not recently anyways i probably will now though with the clock change because i still have some some Olympic recurve compound tendencies. I like to really, really take my time and use as much of the clock as I can get. And you go from a hundred, you, well, you're, you're dropping 30 seconds off of the, the total time clock now. So, you know, most bare bow shooters are just flying through that. I'm one of the ones that I, I kind of take my time a little bit. Um, I'm gonna have to work on that. So I'm excited to get shooting. Um, I'm like hanging in like mid two sixties, low two seventies right now. Um, occasional, it, there's nothing special. I'm not shooting a ton, but I feel like the way that I shoot now 
And if you guys watching like the push video from the US Open, like my form isn't any different. I haven't made any changes. I don't plan on making any changes because holding in the middle has never been easier than it's it is with this type of um, shot cycle um, and dialing back that movement as far as you can. And just excited to kind of dive into this year because I have a little bit of a different mindset than I've ever had. And it really started this summer. Um, you know, I stopped giving AF and worrying about other things, worrying about other people, sometimes worrying about the Bearable Project. Sorry, everyone. Because um, if all you and the Bearable Project are on my mind, shooting is next to impossible. So sometimes I need to just forget about it. Um, and at Nationals, I, I was a blessing Oh my gosh, was it a blessing having guys like Marcel taking photos and Winker helping with coverage and Matt Zernzak helping with coverage. Like that was such a stress relief. I'm not going to, I can't, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. So, but anyway, those guys are all amazing people and I am thankful to have them in my life. So, but anyway, um, I don't see any more questions rolling in. So I'm going to quick finish this. Um, I think I'm going to call it a night. It was a nice talking to everyone. Again, don't forget our sponsors. When you go to the YouTube page, they will be listed below. We, um, I'm excited to um, welcome Ethics Archery as a sponsor of the Bearboat Project. If you don't know who Ethics Archery is, go check them out. They make a plethora of point options um, and um, like, um, yeah, what are they called? Sleeves, they're going in the arrow, mostly for hunting stuff. They've really been a hunting oriented company, but they really want to get into the target world. They make um, some pretty cool um, like testing kits, different weights, like a package that comes with multiple weighted tips all in one pack package to help you with your tuning process. Probably one of the things I'm most excited about. Um, you know, and we're going to talk about some Barebow specific stuff here over the next year, but I'm, I'm excited to welcome them to uh, the Barebow community and, um, you know, the Barebow world in general, uh, kind of introduce them to target archery as well a little bit um, they're involved a little bit already but they have some and they have great hunting stuff so you guys go check out ethics archery and then obviously all of our friends at uh, you know yost jaeger xs wings lancaster um, uh, hoyt and uh you know everyone else who who has been supportive of us and don't forget check out our patreon page um and you know it just helps um i do do a lot of things actually started a new coaching app uh for all of our patrons um and i'm working with uh um matt uh ricaccio ricaccio um where he's kind of helping me test through the phase of to be able to like take the people who are on our patreon page and you have like a a coaching feedback group through this app so if you join patreon you can kind of help me um maybe figure or navigate that new uh that new service basically to people who are patrons of the barrel project and, and help all of you 
through um, since you support the variable project, kind of help you through your variable journey that way. So maybe go check that out if, if you're interested. And I think that's it. I think I'm officially going to log off now. I think I said that five minutes ago. But anyways, thanks for joining us for this impromptu, or joining me, I should say, this impromptu recording of the Barebell Project. And this will be available everywhere. Um, and I hope um, you guys enjoy it. And again, I can't wait to see you all here in the near future. Oh, and hey, by the way, any any of you are within like a state of Pennsylvania, Grass Hollow Archery, my facility. We have a feeder coming up, an 1825 meter, December 5th. Come shoot with us. James, you're not that far away. Let's go. You know, go sign up. Go to Grass Hollow Archery. Click on the event page. Click on the sign up link. Go to the form. Fill out registration. Boom. You're in like Flynn. All right. Peace out, everyone. It's been real. It's been real.